0: Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And back in the studio, we have my pal, Terry Motionberg. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. The founder of the League of Rock and entrepreneurial juggernaut. Terry, how are you, man? Should we mention the new cannabis business? Speaking of entrepreneurial? Absolutely. Which uh, lends
1: well to to music. (laughs) Right?
0: Always. So you've got a little project that you're working on and, and the recent news of uh, yeah. marijuana being legalized across the board in Canada in October. October, yeah. Plays well to your plan.
1: Well, for for many years, you know, um, on the, this League of Rock thing has always done some really cool stuff yep. for individuals, but it's also done uh, for seven years, I believe, running. There was a Deloitte League of Rock. It's where they kind of reached into the ranks of their, their folks and found those that can play and we would build six or seven bands and run them for 10 weeks all to raise money for united way right
0: right is De- sorry is deloitte recognized in the states oh yeah they're, okay. they're
1: they're one of the big four
0: okay so the american listeners understand what deloitte oh is for okay. sure deloitte and okay. young kpmg kpmg Price
1: yeah. Waterhouse. so there's the big four right yeah yeah and uh we used to do this thing called uh the Big Four Battle of the Bands.
0: That's great. Right? Yeah.
1: Where after Deloitte had found their better band out of those six or seven along those 10 weeks, yeah. that band, the quote last band standing, yeah. would end up in the Big Four Battle. That's brilliant. Right? Yeah. And it lasted for many years, for six or seven years. Yeah. But it just dawned on me, you know, like honestly, just a few days ago, that uh, that the, the cannabis industry is you know, full of, of creative folks in so many ways. Certainly. We are looking forward to doing a cannabis industry league of rock.
0: <laughs> I'm going to make great. that happen. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I will look forward to that, sir. So, uh, yeah. what else is new? That's a pretty big project for you. I know.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's new every single day. You know, if you said to me tomorrow, what's new? Yeah. I would say cannabis. Yep. Yeah. And then if you said to me the next day, "What's new?" Yeah, I'd probably say cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so every single day is just insane, right? It really is. You know, yeah. I wake up, you know, with my phone attached to my ear, and partners, you know, calling, and investors saying one thing, and yeah. regulators saying others, and constructing construction folks, and yeah. It's a well. We have a forty thousand square foot building that we're building, right? So wow, out in Pickering, that's Pickering, Ontario, for those American folks. That's that's is, uh, just outside of the GTA.
0: Yes, yep, right, close to me. I'm yeah. in Brooklyn. Are you? Yep. Oh, yeah. Got some friends out there. The Durham region.
1: There's a few uh, grow ops out there.
0: Yeah, I know. Quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them on my street. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. That's not true.
1: Convenient. That was a joke, but it's absolutely untrue. <laughs> it's just like drinking a glass of wine.
0: <laughs> well, it will be, right? It will. It will be October. What's the date? 17th or 17th? It? Yeah. Yeah. That was a massive announcement.
1: It's huge. Well, yeah. it's, it's 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 literally the first of its kind since you know 90 years. It's I'm not sure when prohibition was, but it's pretty much bigger I think years. than the than, than prohibition. Yep. then the release of Prohibition.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So it's going to be interesting.
0: It certainly will. Yeah, yeah. It certainly will. All right, my friend. You've yeah. brought in uh, another great selection of tunes here.
1: Yeah. Well, the top of the list actually lends well, I think, to our Certainly it does. conversation.
0: <laughs> Pink Floyd's money. Uh, Pink
1: Floyd's money. Yeah. I have an interesting stat for you. Okay. A little, little nugget of information. Shoot. Do you know how they made that loop of interesting sounds, including the money? It, the intro? Cha-ching? The, all the coins? Yeah. Do you know about that? No, I don't, know. So, you know, we take, we take um, uh, sampling for granted now. Yeah, certainly. But when this album was made, there was no such thing.
0: Okay.
1: I'm not even sure if there were, like, computers, really.
0: What, this is Dark Side yeah. of the Moon, right? 73, I want to say?
1: You know, something like that. Yeah. So, what they did... And you can check up on this. I'm pretty sure this is true. Okay. They, in order to create that loop, it was done on tape. Yeah. Right? They recorded on multi-track tape. Yes. So in order to create that sequence, they had to lengthen the tape. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, they had to tape it together and use a stool outside the door.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Of
1: the studio where they were recording, right. and they wrapped the tape around the stool's really? leg yeah. and back into the machine. No. That's great. That's a true story. <laughs> I think. I think. I'm pretty sure it is. You can check me on that one. Where did you hear that?
0: Somebody just told it's, you. It was
1: just, uh, no, I, I saw it on some documentary.
0: Yeah. Well I believe it though. Yeah. Crazy stuff like that happened in the seventies all the time with and splicing, right? Well they were that's what
1: they were doing. They were yeah. splicing stuff together and that's how they that's how they looped. Yeah. They would literally sit there with it with a razor blade. Yes. And, and a white pencil. And a white pencil and mark it and cut it and tape it. Yeah. And loop it. My dad was a, uh, a CBC
0: editor. No.
1: So he was doing Back that. Back in the that, day. That, that, that that's thing, how that's what he did.
0: More or less. Oh wow. Yeah. Imagine the precision involved. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah
0: and if you made a mistake. Yeah. Oh. Good it was hard. just hours
1: and hours and hours and hours.
0: Painstaking work.
1: Painstaking work. Yeah. It's like knitting with yeah. tiny needles.
0: But the, you know, the margin for error was significant and if yeah. you if you fucked up, yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. So the yeah. band would have to literally go back and record yeah. the, the whole piece over again. That's
1: right. And and there were in my basement, there were mountains, mountains of uh, of reels of film. Wow. CBC news reels. Yeah. Not just news. Uh, but the thing of the day mm-hmm. was midget wrestling no way <laughs> and he would he was the editor on that stuff yeah. and a hundred years later when i was like 13 or something right. we would dig into the archives, these archives in and the base, these dusty archives <laughs> and we would pull them up and we had we had no idea what we were going to see yeah so we oh. would pull them up on this film projector and kind of manually get it going because my right. dad wasn't around and he didn't want to do it in the first place. Yeah. We'd mess something up. But we would like to you know, see these little guys <laughs> running around this this you know ring, you know, doing midget wrestling. We'd like flip out for hours watching this
0: that is crazy so shit, right? See? You know, cannabis and, and midget wrestling go hand in hand. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny to have a couple puffs and watch those movies, I'm sure. I think
1: we did. <laughs> To be honest with you, I was weaned on you know the '60s.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. So yeah.
1: it was in style when I was 13. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the way it was. Yeah, that was going down at, yeah. at 13, 14 years old. Yeah, we were you know sneaking little doobies of of Lumbo Gold.
0: Yeah, Lumbo you know? Gold. Lumbo Gold.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure how old you are, but if you remember that,
0: I am. I just turned 49 so you might be did well did you partake in that uh younger no i was uh you know by the end of the 70s i was only nine years old so right yeah so So, i was an 80s kid yeah yeah so uh
1: that was all all the rage back in the 70s was columbian gold yeah and great great afghani hash yeah today it's like candy yeah like it's just old hat
0: no, you know, I didn't really get into that stuff until I was in university, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it was, you know, uh, it's fair to say that from 60 whenever yeah. to 75 or 79 even, yeah, it was, you know, what you did. Yes. That was your recreation. Yeah. Right? Little did our parents know. We had a rock band. <laughs> yeah. And in in, I used to jam in my basement. Yeah. And um, And my parents loved it. Yeah. Because it kept us off the street. Yeah, of course. So there was a, an article in the Toronto Star. Yeah. I will never forget this. I've still got a, got a copy of it. Okay. Uh, Born Blue PAX Basement Lounge. Okay. The band was called Born Blue. Okay. And uh, there was a, a quote in the uh, in the article of my you know the the, the, the reporter interviewed my parents mm-hmm. and they said, Oh, we love it because it keeps the kids off the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know, yeah,
0: exactly,
1: <laughs> the thing that was going on on the streets was going on in the basement.
0: <laughs> Probably more so, much more,
1: to be honest. But
0: you know, uh, that's it great. was funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I thought money was uh, a good uh, a good way to start off the list.
0: Yeah, no, great, yeah. very good. It's the the the
1: preeminent, you know, the number one stoner album.
0: Yeah. Dark Side of the Moon, right? Absolutely.
1: Was there a better one?
0: Yeah. No, really. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Twenty One Twelve, Rush. Yeah, yeah. But maybe Pink, Pink Floyd, though. That was big. Yes, definitely. Still is. Yeah. And what it did it was a dark side that spent a record number on uh, the Billboard Top 200. I think it. I think it, it like, has like seven the record weeks, Terry, or something like that. I think but, it has the record.
1: Yeah, I do believe it was. It's the longest. Uh, charted album
0: ever, ever. and yeah. I want to say it was it was about 700 and some odd yeah. weeks which sounds ridiculous yeah. I know I but know. It, it's uh, it's a you true fact you can look fact. that one up it's, it's a fact yeah
1: longest running my, it might be I don't know if it's the best selling record ever but
0: it's it, you know yeah strange stat
1: I, I have it on my Spotify and I it's it's like literally like when I get in my car it's pretty much always in the top Popping two up. songs money you know, I mean, I've got I can cherry pick, but you know that song is pretty much in the top five of. Okay, we're in the car.
0: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about uh, Bob Dylan, "Sweetheart Like You"?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I, I. We spoke. We've s- spoken about this this little known album. You know, Infidels. The Infidels, yeah. And um, you know, I could I could literally cherry pick a song off of that album. You know, every day, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know this tune.
1: You know, it's um these days i've been thinking about just the theme of you know freedom Mm -hmm. you know uh, it's just a lot it's on my mind a lot just the idea of you know being a vagabond and just hitting the road Mm -hmm. and um there's a certain vibe around this record and uh around that song that really evokes that feeling for me yeah so that's why i picked that song okay Okay. I don't know. These days, I've been very nostalgic, and I've been very. Uh, I've got a feeling of of hit the. I need to hit the road.
0: Really, yeah. Why is that? Do you think? Uh, I don't know what that is. Huh.
1: You know, I'm 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 trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I really am trying to figure that out.
0: Huh? Maybe when you turn the mic off, I'll tell you a little more. All right. We'll, we'll talk off here. <laughs> we'll we'll have a drink after this upstairs. Okay. But uh,
1: in, in just in closing on on sweetheart yeah. uh, like you, uh, that record uh, has um, Sly and Robbie right on on the rhythm section. Yeah. So when you listen to it, there. Uh, if anyone knows, this this is a Jamaican. Uh, these are dudes from Jamaica who were they. They never played separate. I don't think. Mm. They were known as the rhythm section. Okay. Bass and drums, and uh, they they anchor this album like mad.
0: Really. So. This is acoustic, I'm assuming, right? No. Oh, so this is his electric period?
1: Oh yeah, this is this and Mark Knopfler's on this record. Okay. Um, it is it is a phenomenal record. Really? Yeah. And 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 one of the least
0: one of the least liked like people don't really well he was jam on heavily maligned for going electric of course yeah right? he was so this was during that period was it well I mean
1: I mean way a- I think I think like long like long after it occurred oh I see like this is probably in the uh in the 80s oh was it
0: yeah, i yeah it's an 80s record i don't know anything about this record at yeah all. huh okay check
1: it out it's, it, there's some really good tracks on it
0: yeah okay yeah. no i'll definitely check it out for sure and next the boss yeah returns you, you gotta go with the boss right? I, well
1: i can't not and then yeah. and for me as you uh as you probably are starting to know because we've talked about it a little bit um he he figures in my life in so many ways. Yeah, and um, this first record, the Wild, well, sorry, the second record,
0: the Wild the Wild and the
1: Innocent East Street Shuffle, right? That's
0: right, and it came out the same year I think as, as Greed. It's just later in the you, year. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that record, like, like again, that's another one that I just downloaded for Spotify, mm-hmm. and I can listen to that record literally top to bottom, top to bottom, top yep. to bottom, yep. over and over again it's one of those records for me that is just astounding yeah. in every way. Yeah. You know, like you, you, can talk about the stories, you can talk about the musicianship and the musicality, the arrangements that the subject matter and wild Billy's circus story. I mean, if you haven't listened to that, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just so evocative. Yeah. And in the, uh, in 1986 or 85, I spent the summer on the shore and, uh, the Jersey shore. And, um, that's a fantastic story. We uh, talked about that last episode, you know, just the circus used to come to town, you know, and it was just wonky little broken circus okay. that would just roll through town, set up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was there and then it was not there. Yeah. And we would wait and you know sit by the, you know, the edge of the, the grass and just watch them build and swing hammers and roll elephants out and do all kinds of wacky stuff and for me it's vivid yeah right it's like vivid and and it was just americana you know yeah so that song it's just the
0: jersey shore imperfection
1: right
0: and and you're referencing that time that you spoke about last episode when you went down to jersey yeah and yeah. embodied basically a Bruce yeah. Springsteen song on your own really right it was right? just uh,
1: and and by no by no design yeah just my girlfriend was from there and yeah. we had a chance to do that and we did and and, I know, and, that's and it, right. it, you know and 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 funny enough since we last spoke i was driving along and uh and i don't speak to her one year to the next mhm and she called me mm-hmm. um like maybe 3 weeks ago okay and said "mosh i saw Springsteen on Broadway" oh yeah brought a tear to my eye right i had to call you and tell you yeah and uh it's like you know yeah you know it just floods oh yeah right back right everything just floods right back yeah and i i I texted her back a reminder on that record to go listen to that record yeah (laughs) and she you know texted me back and said you know thanks for that it's just a really important you know when you're. Your teen years are just oh, so God. impressionable, right?
0: You are so absolutely dialed into music at that time and so receptive to the messages and to everything you are right? it's a it's a magical time it's a magical time, yeah, and music gives yes. you the answers that you're looking for. It I really I firmly does. believe that
1: it really does yeah. i i uh well i i mean yes fully it, it and it, it well with this with the league of rock, these conversations happen on a daily basis, yeah you know i today. I had a call before I came here from a 70-year-old guy Mm. who's joining the league, who hasn't touched his guitar in a long time, Mm -hmm. uh, says to me, uh, I was in a band in the 60s, we toured a little bit, um, and then we broke up, and uh, we had our 50-year reunion. 50-year reunion. 50 years. That is, band, all the guys. Wow. Got back together for a a session, a 12-hour sit-down unbelievable and played and it knocked him for a loop and now he went out and bought an expensive guitar yeah and is getting back back into it that's remarkable right and that's why he's joining the league of rock cuz it gives him a chance to touch exactly some really really important moments in his life yeah it's real
0: it is extremely you know, real
1: it's 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 a very um for me, it's very moving. The League of Rock, as small as it is and as wonky as this little thing is, mm-hmm. this ragtag group of, of freaks who just want to play, it's very moving.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you've got a million stories like that that are...
1: I do. Yeah. They're endless. It, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I am not being dramatic when I say it saves lives. It changes lives. No, I can see that. You know, I never knew how nostalgic I would become. As I got older, mm-hmm. you know, my kid graduated last night okay. and I was watching the video on the on the screen at his school for mm-hmm. all the kids. They did a little clip of all the kids throughout the year, just smiles and moments and da 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 Yeah. And I was like, I was like hacking. I was bawling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they were going through such a time and I just wanted to touch that.
0: Yeah. You know, like it was yeah. just a very... And League of Rock allows you to to touch a piece yeah. of your past. Yeah, certainly.
1: And those songs, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Your next mm-hmm. song is from the same record. Yeah. It's called Incident on Fifty Seventh Street. Yeah.
1: I am I, not sure if we do these uh, if you do this in order. It wasn't um you know. No, I just I
0: I took your list that you had sent over and just. Yeah.
1: I, I, I'm just saying like, I didn't put the I just literally went. <sighs> but that's that. I think that's how you have to do it. Yeah. Right. I didn't really think about it that much. Yeah.
0: Just whatever hit me, hits me. Exactly. And that's how I want it done. It's yeah. just like, it's the feeling. It's yeah. about like what comes yeah. to you.
1: So, you know, on that record, again, if you go, if you go listen to it, um, incident on 57th street is just as vivid mm. as Bruce gets yeah it doesn't get any more vivid than that yeah and uh, it's it's just for me it's the epitome of storytelling right
0: oh yeah you know he was a consummate storyteller
1: he really was I think I, I, I'm not sure if I told you this on the last um, go around but it's worth saying again because mm-hmm. we're talking about him I saw him on, Broad, on yes. Broadway right Yeah, and uh, the, he opens up with growing up well yes he does but he, first he says, by the way, I just want everyone to know, right. you know, I've never been in a factory. And he gives you that whole thing.
0: So he actually starts the show with that? Yeah. That, that's such, a, it's such an does. interesting way to start because you think, so for me, as a, a moderate Bruce Springsteen fan, I'm familiar with, I've got all his records, right? And yeah. I know quite a lot about him. But I didn't know that. You know, yeah. I, I think I knew that he didn't work in a factory. But for him to come out and say, okay, so all of my lyrics that, whether or not you know them very well, which you probably do because they're a big part of Springsteen's kind of yeah. allure in history, all that. Um, it's all just completely fabricated. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, he, kind of bordering he, on brave, right? He, he,
1: it, it is. He blows it right up. Mm-hmm. He just gets out there and blows it up, like, right there, right? Wow. And and I was I was... A little bit disappointed. I was going to say, so what's the crowd reaction like? You know, but but then the, but he turns it around in a very interesting sort of way. He, he celebrates his songwriting. Mm-hmm. It's not as though he didn't um, have a colorful and challenging childhood. He did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the stories he does tell are the real stories mm-hmm. of going right. to church down the street with his family every Sunday and Mm -hmm. going to every single wedding that happened in town and every single death that happened in town. They're all at the same church. And when his parents finally left and he was left in the house alone and he tells those stories. So he sufficiently replaces your fantasy of what that is with reality. Mm -hmm. And it's just as, as, Interesting, yeah, it's compelling as 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 anything. Uh, but he he for sure he puts a little bit of a a pin in the in the balloon of yeah. of you know Wavy Davy and yeah Terry and all of his characters that he talks about yeah. in Backstreets, which like for me was like I literally needed to go there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I literally needed to meet you know those guys, right? And they just don't exist. Mm. He never drove cars. Never had money. Yeah, to drive cars, but he's just such a good songwriter that 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 uh, that, that album you know well the gr- greetings is just as vivid.
0: Right? Yes, certainly. And his first is. record
1: is extraordinarily
0: vivid. As oh well. god, yeah, if not more so, if not more so, yeah. Van Morrison is next with mm. Two Pillow Honey. Great pick.
1: Yeah. Well, this 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 goes back into that theme of uh, of you know the the the, the vagabond theme. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got this Irish. Scottish, whatever it is, um, Gaelic vibe in his music Mm -hmm. that knocks me out. It kills me, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I was going to actually switch uh, Tupelo Honey. Well, no, it's on here. Coney Island's on here as well. Yeah. There's a few. Ancient Highway is another one
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: that I was considering in that moment. Um, But Tupelo Honey, for me, just evokes these million mile roads that you could just travel down with a little, you know, convertible and just get lost Yeah, for a month. Yeah. Again, it's for me, I, I'm, I'm, you know, through these little sit downs, I'm learning about what drives me. Right.
0: I'll tell you, Terry, there's, there is a certain excavation that happens when you really examine these songs.
1: Yeah, there
0: is. There is. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I and I am in a in a in a deep excavation right now <laughs> so it's interesting right but Tupelo honey and uh, Coney Island and um ancient highway there's a few of them that really just evoke this um old soul mm-hmm. that he has yeah and the way he sings and the way he phrases things and his his musicians the bands that he uses, yeah you know there's there's just a lot going on in those songs.
0: Yeah, and it's so, real. It's real. It's not. It's, yeah. It's, it's not made to sound organic on purpose. You know, that's yeah. what I love about these old yeah. tunes. And this is early '70s too. Yeah. It's just it's it's legitimate real stuff. I know.
1: I, know. I love. See, I love his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's one of those those folks that let it go. Right. Yes. He'll yeah. record it as it was and just say thank you very much. That's right. And move on. I love that. You know, and it's really, listen to, um, listen to Coney Island. Yeah. He, he's got this, this accent, you know, and he's got this
0: cadence. Yeah.
1: He, all he's doing is, is, is he, he's just telling a story. Do you listen to these songs before we sit down?
0: No, I didn't know this one. I knew uh, Tupelo, but this, this came out later, I think. Right. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know the song. It came out in the eighties. I want to say. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing 80s. Much later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I know it's not an old song. Yeah,
1: um, and it's hardly even a song. It's it's more like an interlude. Okay, it, it's it's just maybe a minute and a half long. Okay, or something. It's funny, eh? Yeah, a minute and a half, two minutes,
0: and it's moved me. Yeah, like completely moved. Me. Isn't that incredible?
1: Yeah. yeah, I can't even. I would like to give you a line out of it. You know, all along, and the crack is good. He just says he's these. He has all these these slang terms that are so they just get you yeah it's 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 some killer material
0: see i always encourage listeners and i've i'm told through feedback that what they do is they listen to the show but they also listen to spotify or have youtube going at the same time Mm. so that when you say coney island or whatever it is they'll actually listen as you talk right which is you know if i if i didn't if i could kind of get around the licensing issues we could play the music as we talked about it yeah but uh it, it's yeah. a lot more complex than that but yeah um, i encourage listeners to listen to these songs as we discuss them
1: yeah it's a great idea Spotify. yeah it'd be a really neat experience yeah i have to do that yeah it's um and, and and the songs that i'm that i'm uh suggesting here are those kinds of songs mm-hmm. like you could just sit and and listen to them and then and then catch some yeah. some discussion and then and then go back it's just they're very evocative songs you know yeah. and, and and they've got lots of history and lots of meaning and they're you know they're rich yes they're just very rich yeah right? yeah
0: and uh mark Knopfler makes another appearance on your, yeah. on your second list here. sailing to philadelphia
1: yeah yeah this is um a really good song it's about um oh, i'm having a mind block i knew that that would happen to me right before i had to say it What's the uh, what's the big huge line that drew across
0: the Mason Dixon the
1: Mason Dixon line yeah, right? Yeah. So um, this is about the 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 the, the drawing of the Mason Dixon line. Okay, and he names Mason and Dixon, and uh, James Taylor sings mm-hmm. with him in this song. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it goes back to that theme of travel and just getting lost and and discovering. Yeah. for me right now and um, Sailing to Philadelphia has that same big open blue sky vibe yeah. that I've been talking about that just lets you get lost you know and the, the singers as you well know if you don't you know Mark and uh, and James both do that really well oh right? yeah. yeah they can create these big you know sweeping broad brush scapes yes right atmospheric. landscapes and as- atmospheric you know kind of Vibes, right? Yes. So, sailing to Philadelphia. That again. That whole album is, I think, very special. Yeah. But but when when he, when they start talking about, you know, those folks who cut, you know, a path,
0: you know, through the United States, the United America. States of America,
1: yeah. back when that was really hard. Yeah. You know, for me, it's 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 uh, it's what drives me. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
1: that that song was uh, that song was important to me.
0: Yeah. In your yeah. last one here, you're going to finish up with the boss again. And, uh, this is from greetings. It's, yeah. Uh, lost in the flood.
1: Yeah. Well, lost in the flood is, um, it's just a bleeding, a bleed. It, it, it bleeds. It's so, it's so intense and so passionate. Yeah. What, what, what gets me the most about that whole record is how badly he needed it. Mm-hmm. He just needed it so bad yeah. and wanted it so bad that you know, and I'm a sucker for the underdog, yep. right? I love I love those, you know, the story of the underdog, right? Yeah, and he does that really well, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, certainly he does. He
1: uh he fought he he fought hard for it.
0: Yeah. Um, in case you didn't know, well, right? th- this record, let's see if I can get this right. So so, Clive Davis was the president of Columbia at that time. Yeah. He had just signed. This record was about to come out, and I believe Clive Davis. Listened to the record and said, "You don't have enough singles on here." Right. So Springsteen went away and wrote "Spirit of the Night" and "Blinded by the Light" because those two right. songs were not included. Right. And it, I mean that that dazzles me that he can say, "Oh, you want two hits? I'll oh, go off more. and write two yeah. hits." And, then, and and he did, you know, yeah. just like that, right? Yeah. So he yeah. really he really really wanted it.
1: Yeah. He he worked very very hard. Yeah, and I know I, um, there's all kinds of lore you know um, and if you watch some of his documentaries because they're now out there
0: mm-hmm.
1: there was a book there was a book of, of lyrics that he had
0: yeah yeah I've heard about that it
1: was very extensive yeah and uh, when he finally got his record deal he went in the studio and took his band with him and he was an absolute slave driver yes. as the story goes yeah he wouldn't let it go. That's right. And he started to move a whole bunch of stuff around. Yeah. And rebuild songs and recut
0: songs and yep.
1: and uh he worked it over for just days and days and days, right?
0: He, Weeks. he would scrap entire albums right. after listening to them and saying, No, we can do better than that. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
1: I know. And and they were really heavily dedicated, right? Like Little Stevie and all those guys. Yeah. They were absolutely on the bruce train yep. right yeah committed
0: yeah
1: i don't know i don't know where you where where you find those relationships today i, I really don't I, I i hate sounding like an old you know an old uh, i know he talked about
0: that last time an
1: old timer you know <laughs> but i'm like that you know and 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 i and i think that 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 it's it's special i yeah. just do that it to is. me is is what makes a record a record
0: yeah you know, it's funny because, you know, in particular with this show, when I listen back to the, you know, as I'm doing the edits and the production and stuff like that, I hear myself say these things. And I've done more than, you know, 65 of these things now. And a yeah. the common theme is that kind of, you know, old man railing against, you know, the fact that music yeah. is so different. But I mean, instead of complaining about new music, uh you know i just celebrate you know the yeah. the music that i love and it just happens
1: yeah i'm not i agree with you i don't mean to rail against yeah. uh, sincerely i just i just um and i'm and i'm well maybe i am an old man you know
0: maybe well i think we we i mean we both right? feel the same way that's you know we've talked about this the yeah. fair. yeah and i think that most people would agree you know, people over the age of twenty-one, right? Know <laughs> a thing or two about music, um, and it just is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is.
1: You know, it's it's just uh, that I would like for people to um, derive the value and enjoy the the depth, yeah, of those relationships when they make music.
0: But I think that's clear. I, I think it's clear to the any. Buddy off the street, it's clear that music from—I don't want to call it our time, but you know—we'll say the golden era. That even sounds old. Does? (laughs) We should just cut our losses here. I know. People know from the seventies, the sixties,
1: and the seventies. Yeah, it's far more organic. It just—it was. There there was
0: was a certain legitimacy, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons for it. I mean, you could you talk about this for hours about the music business and how it yeah. evolved and and what it did to music. Yeah. But I think you know people know.
1: They do. Yep. So uh, yeah. So Bruce does figure uh, a lot in my in my music.
0: Something um, wrong with that? It's a good guy. Damn good guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story off air because I've told it on air before yeah. a story that you're going to like about one of my friends meeting Bruce Springsteen in person at the Louvre really yeah and uh, you will be very pleased about this story I've already, I'm have already. i going to spare people the story again but I'll, I'll yeah. tell you when we wrap up here I look yeah. forward to it well let's go upstairs and have a drink what do you Love say to alright yeah. thanks man alright this has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest Mr. Terry Motionberg thank you Brent thank you Until next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Subway, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide.